uncovering your truth and fire one conversation at a time. This is the Spitfire Podcast. The Spitfire Podcast is brought to you by Lauren Lemonian Coaching based out of Washington, D.C. If you'd like to put the fun back in your business or the passion back in your career, head on over to spitfirecoach.com. What's going on, guys? I'm so excited to bring you another episode of the Spitfire Podcast. But before we get to episode 34, we've got an exciting event coming up in July. That's right. I have been slaving away writing a book, my first ever, called Spitting Fire, Your Guide to Reignite and Maintain Your Fire at Home, Work, and Beyond. And I'm teaming up with Mindspace. It's this amazing co-working space in downtown D.C. And the amazing ladies from Sip City. That's right, the Switchel Girls from a couple episodes back. So they're going to be making cocktails. I'm going to be talking about my new book, and you're going to get a sneak peek on what it's going to entail. So head on over to spitfirecoach.com slash book. RSVP, it's for July 10th, 630 to 830. No cost. Just bring your awesome self and bring some friends. What's going on, guys? It's episode 34, and I'm on the roof with a member of the Spitfire Circle. You may have heard me mention it a couple times in past episodes. It's a group of about six women that get together once a month to support each other in their business, to really work through the blocks. And I have a brave soul joining me today to talk about her breakthroughs that she's experienced in the circle, what it's done for her business, and what she's up to next. I am Sarisa Tulip of Sarisa Photography. So we're going to talk about photography, we're going to talk about being a business owner, the process of you breaking through all these barriers you've been killing on social media. Um, Thank you. I, you know, I got to do it because <laughs> I watch, I learn, and I observe, and I want to give some props because this was this was a big block for you. It was. It was. What was the biggest block for you? Um, I think it was trying to decide how much of myself to share. It started with just letting my work speak for itself, and I put that in quotes. So many people say that. And I mean, I get it. I do get it. But then you're kind of, you're hoping that someone is going to be looking at your work and really sitting there and analyzing every photo and saying like, this is exactly how I want my photo shoot to feel instead of, um, you know, marketing yourself and your work kind of comes second because there are so many photographers now. Um, and I mean, in any business, there's, there's so many people mm -hmm. who do what you do. And you want to sell yourself because people are going to choose you to work with and spend this time with and invite you to their home to do a lifestyle photography session. And you want someone that you think you can jive with. So I think that was that was the big turning point for me, just deciding that I was okay with getting in front of the camera and putting myself out there mm -hmm. and not just hiding behind my work. Um, yeah. So you hear this a lot of like, you know, my work should speak for itself and I hope that someone will discover it. But what's that really saying for you? Ooh. I don't know. I guess if you're saying that your work speaks for itself, um, I guess you don't really have that much to say about yourself and you're not, or maybe you just aren't comfortable with doing so yet. Mm -hmm. But I think that's important because I th that's what really separates you from your competition. Mm -hmm. Because even if your work does speak for, your, for itself, like even if you have amazing work, even if you're an amazing photographer, there are going to be other photographers who have a very similar style, mm -hmm. have similar pricing, have similar everything. And you want to 
you want your personality to be what sets you apart, mm -hmm. I think. So what allowed you to break through this mindset of let my work speak for itself to I'm going to now put myself in front and speak from my own lens? I think I got to a point where I was like, I have to just, I have to just do it. And I know that I have something very unique to offer. And a lot of it, a lot of what's unique about my work comes from just who I am and how I see things. And I thought it was important to put it out there and just say it mm -hmm. instead of hope that someone is looking at my work and thinking, this is exactly what she sees mm -hmm. when she comes over. This is exactly what she captures. I wanted to say, when I come over, this is what I'm looking for and this is what I feel. And if you want me to capture that, then we should talk. Mm -hmm. So I guess it was just, I, I had to, I have to, I'm kind of an introvert and I'm kind of shy. Um, so, I did like to kind of sit back and just say, like, I, like say to myself, I want everyone to look at my work and just realize that it's awesome and I capture these lovely moments mm -hmm. and it's really true to the moment and this is exactly who I am. But, you know, people don't really see that. And on social media, everyone's so ADD. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I can't expect someone to sit there and stare at a photo and get all of that but when I started posting more about myself and explaining just a little bit more of who I am the engagement on my photos went up a lot uh -huh. and I think people made a lot more of a connection between the person that I am and the work because now I do kind of a mix it's not all about me but you know every few photos I'll post a photo of myself and a little tidbit about me or a story about what was happening when that photo was taken. And then you see a few photos of my work. Mm -hmm. And um, it, and that's been, even for me, like I, I think it's transformed how I think about my business and my work as an art. So I think it's been great yeah. across the board. So if you had to look at your post as a pie chart, like percentage-wise, how much do you think you're posting about yourself versus your subjects mm. or experience? maybe a third about myself okay does that feel like a comfortable mix for you it does feel like a comfortable mix and then when I when I do feel like stepping back a little bit then I find a way to tie in how I feel or what I think about a moment that I captured and I post my work mm -hmm. and then and then you see a little tidbit about me and like the caption I think it's so awesome that, like, no one pushed you to do this. Sure, we, we brought it up in the Spitfire Circle, mm -hmm. which is our monthly meetup, if no, if no one's heard about it. But we just brought it up in a way of, like, you've got to share your story because it was so powerful. But there's so many podcasts out there, and there's so many blogs and, mm -hmm. and articles about, like, how introverts should manage their business yes. and what, what you should be posting. So where did you feel empowered to just kind of take the bull by the horns and do it? So what empowered me is just... Because I feel like at night when I would not be able to sleep because I'm, I'm thinking about how I wanted to approach everything. Um, sorry, I got all distracted. We, we, we have, have girls, girls behind here. us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get that later. <laughs> but um, I guess what empowered me is that 
when I was by myself and I was writing notes out, ideas, like just lists of things that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. my wish lists for my business, my my long to-do list of things I wanted to do to my website or whatever. Like I would sit there and think, what I have is awesome. Like I need, I need people to see that. And it was kind of, it was kind of a moment of do or die. And I don't know if I described that in the, in the circle, but I did this because I wanted to be home with my kids mm-hmm. and be present for my family. Um, present physically and mentally, emotionally, all of that. And the way I was going, I just felt like, it just felt kind of stagnant. Like, I didn't feel like there was much fire behind it. And I just thought if I want this to last, and if I don't want to just go back to a nine to five, which, you know, is awesome for people. Like, for a long time, that was for me. And I thought it was still going to be for me after we had kids. But after we had kids, um, just the kind of mom that I wanted to be and the way that I wanted to be involved, I needed to be home more. And Mm -hmm. so I guess that that was the fire under my ass. It was just I need to. (laughs) This is something different. This is a completely different approach than what I've been doing. And it felt right. Mm -hmm. And it, it felt like this was something that I just needed to try. And I mean, it's all trial and error, so. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I guess it was also something simple, like just talking about myself and letting people know who I am and what my family is like and what my day-to-day is like so that you know who you're thinking about hiring. I think that's important, especially if you're inviting someone over to hang out with your, like, two-day-old baby. Yeah. You should probably trust them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's so interesting. I'm listening to you talk, and, and I just had kind of a flashback of my first six months of of running my own business. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I shared my story with you, um, but I left my job, like, hell-bent of, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do this, but I had no plans. Yeah. I had no clients, yeah. and I was freaking out. And there was a part of me that was just waiting for someone to come and hire me. Like, I want someone to just offer me a job so that I have the permission to not – do this like I was waiting for someone to give me the reason to not take this bold leap and this scary move and I'm like okay someone come in and just tell me I don't have to like tell me right. I don't need to do this like I was looking to cop out and I think a lot of us do that of like we you talked about having one foot in one foot out and I did that too because I was like clearly like you know I'm doing this but I'm not fully believing that I can do it right so when did you feel like you had both feet in I actually think it was after that circle where you asked me what it would take for me to feel that I had both feet in mm-hmm. and that I wasn't turning back um, and I didn't need an escape plan. I think it was devoting time to really sitting and thinking about what I wanted. Mm. Um because so my kids are almost two and almost four they're so friggin adorable they're amazing (laughs) they're like the best but I I feel like until recently maybe within the last five months my head was still so cloudy because Mm -hmm. we had our oldest and before she was even a year old we found out we were pregnant with our second Mm -hmm. and 
you know, without going into the nitty gritty of it, like I just don't feel that I had the headspace. How could you? To fully, to fully think about this business. And I left my nine to five after we had our second Mm -hmm. and literally right after we had our second, like I just didn't go back. So he was three months old. I was still hormonal. I was so tired. (laughs) I wasn't sleeping. And you know, of course, how am I going to find Yeah, (laughs) now's the best time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I just remember sitting there thinking like this just has to happen but I didn't have like I just didn't have the headspace to to think clearly about any of it so where was the has to happen coming from um I just didn't want to go back so you're like I gotta make it work because I I want to go back to this life yes and and I guess it also comes down to this is my chance to do to do this Mm mm-hmm with something I'm actually passionate about. So I don't want to ruin this chance that I have. Mm -hmm. My husband's so supportive. Like, we're obviously doing fine. Everyone's eating. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it's like, I don't want to just let this time pass and not give it my all. So it was just kind of, you know, it really was now. It's now or never. Because if I go back, if I went back to a nine to five, if I gave up one of the times that I was freaking out and mm-hmm. and thinking holy crap like this isn't gonna work you know there's just too much going on I don't have the time for this um if I had gone back I wasn't gonna have this chance again you know just realistically if I went back to a nine-to-five and I got used to just the stability of it and just the everything being known like knowing when I'm going to be paid, knowing what time I need to go in, knowing, you know, having someone tell me what to do. Um, if I went back, I just wasn't going to, I wasn't going to fly the coop again and, and try it again. So you don't I just think thought, so? I really don't think so. I think, I, I don't think so. I've, I've talked to people who have gone back and then they feel the itch and it's like, they know that they've had the freedom and the mm-hmm. creativity and they feel like they're like stuffing it down and stifling it when they go back. Right. But they have the itch still. Like when you have that entrepreneurial spirit in you, I don't it's think it ever go. goes away. I don't know. Well, like I said, though, I think my push was my family. Yeah. Because for years I thought about this. Like I thought about this well before we had kids. Mm-hmm. But it was like. This they were is, your catalyst. Yeah. Because before them. I was kind of like, this is easy. You know, my husband has a nine to five also. We can take vacation whenever we want to take vacation. We make enough money. Um, You know, a lot of it, I mean, you know, a lot of it is financial stability to me. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like, this is easy. And I'm used to it. I had a nine to five for like almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. It was, I'm just used to it. This is, this is what I do. And then... You know, I go on vacation and I have my weekends and like that's it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But then we had the kids and and then I was like, I, w- I need to be home more. And when I'm home, I need to be present. Mm-hmm. And with the job that I left, I was on call a lot. Um, would hop on the phone and then hop on the computer to finish stuff up in the middle of bedtime. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, damn, I was at my desk all day already. Yeah. Like, she was at daycare all day. Mm. And I was at a desk. And now I'm home. 
and I was going to put her to bed and now I have to leave her here again mm. to wait for me so I can go finish this work and it just you know of course you have the I mean of course I was being paid for it it's not like I was doing it for free but it just wasn't I guess it wasn't fulfilling enough well, it sounds like, you know, your big thing is moments and capturing and being present. Like, I see your yeah. work, and that's what it's about, and you weren't able to create that in your own life. That is very true. I didn't think about that. That's what I get paid for. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's so interesting. Like, your values were in complete conflict. Like, I'm working so that I can have, I can pay for this life, and yeah. I can have these memories, and it's taking that away. Yeah. But do you see the connection? Yeah. Like, it's, so, it's so funny. Like, you got that back with your family, and now you're helping other families and couples to really capture those special moments yeah. that they may not even see. Yes. Yes. I think, and I feel like I saw those moments before we had kids, but mm-hmm. now that we have kids, I'm just like... I mean, I was a ball of feelings before that, but now, now you're I'm in the mush pit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> all the time. all the feels, all the time. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you saw in one of my posts. I was like, I feel like that girl in Mean Girls. Sorry, I'm getting too far away from the mic. Um, you know, in Mean Girls, where they're doing the trust fall thing, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then that one girl speaks up, and they're like, she doesn't even you go don't here. Go here. <laughs> she's like, I just have a lot of feelings. I have feelings. Yeah. No, I feel like that's me, but, um, no, it's true. I'm just, I'm just really in love with moments. And I know that in everyday life, just everything can cloud all of those good things. Yeah. And I feel like I can be kind of a filter. I didn't even drink anything. Hold on. She, oh, she spent all this time opening a bottle of water. And I then fidget. Put it down. I fidget. <laughs> and so that was my fidgeting, but it was for a purpose. And then I didn't I'm gonna even get do you a it. fidget spinner next. Um, but I feel like I can serve as a filter, especially for, for newborn sessions Mm. because you're so tired, tired. you're so tired and you're so hormonal. And I want you to look back and just see the beauty of those days. Like I, I just feel that when you look at photos, it's kind of filtered to Mm. the positive Mm -hmm. aspects of that moment. Even if you kind of remember that you were stressed and you were tired, it's you're smiling when you're talking about it. Oh, I was so tired. Yeah. And we just brought you home, but it was amazing and it was so cozy and it was warm and you know, it was the middle of winter. I don't know, I just feel like I feel like it's important to have someone capture moments for you, yeah. not just newborn sessions, um, but just setting aside time to have your family photographed and documented um, whether lifestyle is your thing or not but so when you say lifestyle what does that mean like more natural you so not like that you everybody's wearing a white shirt on the beach no or like i mean you can do that if you want putting to putting your hand on someone's shoulder <laughs> you can do that <laughs> if you want to but i'll style. also say okay but now let's all hang let's out be natural let's just hang out everyone talk to each other like let <laughs> tell me about so and so um, what's everyone's favorite food? And then we'll all just talk and, and then we'll capture the, the real family dynamic. (laughs) 
what that, I'm just imagining <laughs> myself as a kid like just running off or like having an attitude written all over my face yeah and I mean I want to capture that you're gonna laugh about that later even though parents are like oh I'm so Cringe sorry I'm moments. like don't ever don't ever apologize for your kids especially during photo shoots I mean, I know I apologize for my kids when they're, like, yelling in public. I get it. <laughs> they're finding their I get voice. it. But, I mean, that's that's childhood. Yeah. I mean, people don't have self-control, like, well into high school. So how can you like expect sometimes it from, Sometimes not until they're, like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> how can you expect that from a two-year-old? So, Absolutely. you know, don't apologize for that. Let's just capture who they are now. And then when they're 16, everyone's going to laugh about it. And it's going to be adorable. Because you don't want to remember that they were perfect if... You know, they were crazy. <laughs> so if you can think of your dream shoot, like dream subject, what would it be? Ooh, people who say, we trust you. We just want to go with the flow. Where are you shooting them? At home. At home. In-home sessions are my favorite. Like, I'm, I'm in love with them. Like, I feel like I could cry when I, when I talk <laughs> about this. Because I think it's so important to be... Um, to be comfortable in front of your photographer. And a lot of the time when I show up for a session, this is the first time I'm meeting people. Mm-hmm. And usually we know that we're going to jive. What? No, oh, I fine. thought you pointed at me. No, no. Uh, <laughs> All good. Um, so usually this is the first time I'm meeting them. So it really helps that we're at home because everyone is just, you're already you at right. home. We haven't chosen some random location um, and then we're meeting and then I'm like, okay, now be yourselves, be Jeez. natural. <laughs> I want candid moments guys, but yeah, it's at, it's at home and it's people who just invite me in and say, oh, it's crazy right now. You know, don't apologize for it. Just keep doing your thing. If toddlers are throwing tantrums and you need to stop and give them a hug, like do it because those are amazing photos yeah. and that's your every day. And that's really, that's what life with a toddler is like. If you need to stop and feed the baby, stop and feed the baby. You know, it's not, it's not posed and perfect all day. And you don't, well, I don't want the art that I do yeah. to depict something that isn't real. So uh, that, that brings up a question of, like, you know, we have this very posed and perfect social media mm-hmm. angle happening. And you have people that want the perfect shot with their kids and everything. What do you think is the angle on that for people? Hmm. I mean, I guess we all want to look awesome on social media. I mean, we do. I, I get it. Sometimes sometimes I want to, and sometimes I have to stop and think, okay, out of all of these photos, do I want to post the one of me that's, like, perfect, perfectly in focus? I'm smiling. I'm happy. I'm not sweating. And I'm obviously not stressed. Like, everything's perfect in this photo. But it was right after this long period of, like, everyone crying and I am sweating and I'm picking everything up and I'm like trying to take the shot over and over and over again um sometimes I opt for the imperfect shot I think well most of the time I opt for the imperfect shot because it's it's real and I think more of us need to be real on social Mm -hmm. media because I think 
because if we're all perfect, then we're all comparing ourselves to each other. And we're not all the same. Mm -hmm. And we're not all perfect. But then everyone's down on themselves because... They're you're not try perfect. Yeah, you're <laughs> trying to be like all the other people who are posting these perfect photos. And But I feel like deep down everyone knows that not everyone is perfect. Do they? I mean, I, I feel... I, I think I mean, we, you do, should. we do in our adult mind, but I see a lot of young girls mm. and, you know, the emulation that happens. Of that's that's true. how they're supposed to look. And, and it's really bad. I mean, I was just talking to a friend. She's in her, her early 20s. Mm -hmm. And she has a sister who's a year or two younger than her. And she got really frustrated. She's like, you know, for all the amount of time that I spend in the gym to look this way, she gets on Photoshop with all of her pictures oh. and spends that time editing her photos. And I was just like, oh. wow, I never even thought of it. Like, I know the, the filter tricks to make things look cool and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I have never heard about people, and I'm sure it exists, of going on Photoshop or apps that are slimming people down or, like, removing bags oh. from their eyes. But I'm like wow, that's a full-time job. It is. Like, you're magazine-ready, but then I think, so when you meet people... That's what I was going to say. What the hell is it? <laughs> like, if you go out on a date with someone and all they see are these, like, glamour shots of you and you're, yep. like, walking in and you got, like, zits all over your face and, you know, bags in your eyes and boogers out of your nose, what are you going to do? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've thought the same thing about Spanx. Seriously. What is the point? <laughs> and the fake lashes. Like, how do you wake up in the morning? <laughs> Justin gave me the best compliment. Oh, my gosh. He's like, Lauren, you look pretty much the same with and without makeup. Aww. I was like, thanks. Why am I bothering with makeup then? Yep. <laughs> no, my husband would, he used to, I don't wear makeup anymore because I had an incident with eye makeup and I just, it's not worth my time anymore. I had like an allergic reaction. Oh, no. Yeah, so I just don't do it ever. Um, but when I used to put makeup on for special events, my husband would be like, oh, are you wearing makeup? And I'm like, yeah, does it look good? And he'd be like, I'm just not used to it. <laughs> and one and one day he just said, you know, I mean, I prefer, I've always liked that you don't put too much time into like looking a certain way. You're just you. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, cool. If you're cool with it. I'm cool with I'm it. I'm for sure cool with it. I mean, I, I <laughs> see the difference because I have hereditary bags under my eyes. Ah. And I also have short eyelashes, so I do a little liquid liner and it does a little pop. Okay, okay. But I'm not the one that spends, like, hours in the mirror. Like, I'll spend maybe five minutes. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, I'm, I, I'm 15-minute shower dressed I could make that commitment, I think. I only do it when I leave the house, <laughs> and I know I have meetings, but I have no problem going out without it. But I also know that I, I, if I brush my hair mm -hmm. and wash my hair, I feel better. So okay. it's part of... Now that I have to wear makeup, but this general hygiene of yeah. brushing the teeth and showering. No, like, I get I actually that. I just talked about it on the show that <laughs> just came out of like, so how long do you go before showering? And so the guest said, well, two workouts is kind of my limit. <laughs> I did listen to that. How many, so yeah. how many showers, like how many workouts is your limit or like days where you shower? I always take, okay, so before kids, I took a shower first thing in the morning and a shower in the evening when I was done with Whoa. my day. Yeah, can That's you imagine? I used to have time for that. <laughs> I, I used to have that. time for that, and now I like don't have time to eat sometimes. <laughs> but like, <laughs> no, I have to have a shower every single day. At the end of the day, I have to take full shower, so you're the wash end of the day my shower. hair. Yes, I I had to prioritize. I was like, I have time for one shower. <laughs> Is See, it going to be an a.m. shower or a p.m. shower? My hair looks <laughs> jacked if I take a shower at night. And I look, really? Yeah, I wake up and it's all like, I think I'm a very active sleeper. Like I talk, uh, I don't, I, I just dream a lot. Do you and put I your hair up? No. 
Oh, I always put my hair up. No, but then I get the kinks in it. I can't put it up. Oh. It doesn't stay. It's not good. I okay. did do. <laughs> I did sleep in pigtails the day before the Capitals um, parade. Okay. And I put them in regular pigtails, and I had like the frizz from the braid, which looked kind of cool and crazy. Cute. But I had a hat on because I have very oily scalp. That's what happens to me if I don't shower. My hair gets oily. I look like However, I showered. All of the stylists I know say dry shampoo. BS. No, not that. What? And I've tried that, but it's weird. Gross. Um, it's really strange. They tell me that if I stop shampooing my hair every day, mm. my hair will get used to it That's and bull. then not be as oily. But then How do you get out I'm going to be though? uncomfortable. That's all the, the time. same theory of waxing, of not shaving for three weeks to then have hair ripped out of you. It is not. You got to get through the three weeks. Yeah. Of grossness. I don't know. I don't think it's worth it. I mean, well, but what they say is. Who, who is they? All the people who studied <laughs> hair. <laughs> the people who apparently know what they're talking I'm about. We're theorist. sitting here talking about hair. They want me to be, <laughs> like, completely ostracized and be a hair lover. No, but they tell, they tell me, they <laughs> tell me that your hair will not be as gross if you basically train it to not be I asked them what their, ha- what their hair oil content is and they don't know I don't know because I'm like did you do it no okay I need a time lapse of this actually happening I need scientific proof not hairdresser hearsay okay I don't I'm not willing to I don't give it a shot no I'm not either I just want (laughs) want to see someone else do it and be gross for that long yeah I can't do it every day or every day sometimes it's really quick and sometimes it's with a toddler too (laughs) but have to shower. You're doing it. You're doing it. (laughs) So I've been working on on my book, which has self-care as like a core focus. Mm -hmm. So what is your Mm. daily self-care practice? Other than the shower. Time for myself after everyone's gone to bed. How much time is that? I feel like if I don't get at least an hour where I can just lounge mm-hmm. like watch trash television Vanderpump rules <laughs> or like just lay there and like mindlessly scroll through Facebook like something that's not that has no like actual purpose other than to just sit there okay um that's my thing if there are several days that go by where I really don't get that like the kids aren't sleeping well or I have a lot of work to do and everyone goes to bed and I hop on the computer and then I go to sleep. I can feel it. I feel it. I feel it build up and I just don't feel like I've refreshed. I know I should meditate, but I don't know. I can't, it's different do, for I can't everybody. do it. No, I mean, I know I should. Like, I feel like it would be a good practice for me. I used to, and I used to do a lot of yoga. Well, so I think people have it in their mind of what meditation and yoga is supposed to be. Mm hmm. Um, I have a friend who, if she does five sun salutations, she's good for the day. Oh. Um, I do sometimes two to five minutes of just chimes in my app on Insight Timer, Uh and that's my meditation for the day. If I want to give it 20 to 30 minutes, great. But I think when we have expectations and judgment around the time spent doing the act that's supposed to, like, take away those expectations and judgment. That's true. Yeah. It's counterproductive. Yeah, it is. So you don't have to be in a yoga class for an hour. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what is the aspect of yoga that gives you the peace? the quiet and focusing on what's happening and focusing on how my body feels. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's turning off the distractions of the you time and actually making it you time. 
Yeah. Even if it's five minutes. Yeah. All right. That's a good reward. I think so. I do feel like I'm go, go, go all day. All day. All day. So maybe I'll give it a shot. Okay. Maybe in, in the last few minutes before bed. I think it's a good decompression tool. Yeah, I feel like it would help me sleep, fall asleep more I'm easily. I'm a big fan of Yoga Nidra. Have you ever tried this? Mm-mm. Okay, so it's it's called Yogic Sleep. Okay. And basically, it's a guided meditation. So I put my earbuds in there so I don't disrupt anybody. But it does a full body scan of okay. like you're imagining where the where things are in your body. Oh. And you end up falling asleep. Like you're setting an intention of the type of sleep you want to have, what you want to wake up with. So it's really like doing this like mind body connection, but like on this very like sub level that you're okay. not. Even, so like if you're just starting, you're going to go to sleep. If you're in a more advanced meditative state, then you're fully engaged in like mm-hmm. seeing and visual- visualizing. Um, but they have versions for sleep and visions for versions for relaxation. Okay. But it's all free on, on Insight Timer. It's so great. They have like, like 5,000 um, different guided meditations or, or areas. And now they have courses. They have meditation courses. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So I just thought of another thing. But it's not a daily thing. I have to work out two or three times a week. Okay. I just have to. I lift. Um, and that is actually, I think that's the biggest impact on my sleep. Mm. What, po- what part of it? Um, I don't know. I guess just the... I think that's also the me time, though. Because mm-hmm. that's when I can really listen to my podcasts and no one's telling me they want to listen to Frozen again. <laughs> You're like, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Seriously. <laughs> um, so, I think that's also... I don't know how much of it is actually the working out and how much of it is actually the, the being able to... Yeah you know do what I want to do for an hour you're the boss of you yeah um so I've noticed if I skip a whole week of working out then I just I feel really off yeah so So, but that's not really daily self-care no but I mean it could be incorporated on more of a weekly basis if you wanted to you can schedule it in it doesn't have to be every day but I think the idea of like this the time that's yeah for you whether it's meditation yoga lifting Mm -hmm having that time to transition out of the go mode, the mommy mode. Yeah. The service mode. Mm-hmm. And back to the self-service. Yeah. Cool. So what's next for you? What's next? Ooh. I guess just getting a clearer picture of, of what I want my brand to look like. Um, that's my that's my ongoing underlying like business thinking but I really just want to find um find more people to work with who mm-hmm. are kind of like-minded like when you ask me who the ideal client is I want to find more people like that who really just are comfortable just being themselves and hanging out with me and that's the kind of art I want to make so, which is interesting because it's not like, it's, it's just funny because I feel like I'm not really making anything. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I feel like I'm just You're capturing. Ca- yeah. So it's interesting. But that's making, you're making a moment by capturing it. Yeah. Um, on my website, when you go to the homepage, it says, hello, memory maker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're making the memories and you're doing your thing and I'm just there. 
Um, You're not just there, though. No, I mean, I, I'm fortunate to be there. But what what I want you to see is that we're focusing on what's real for you. Mm-hmm. And what's unique about having me there instead of another photographer is that I get really emotional about what is happening for you. Um, you know, I just have a lot of feelings. <laughs> so I'm, I'm feeling all of these moments. I'm feeling that you're tired and I'm feeling that it's chaotic, but this is your life. And I really feel that even if it's, even if you're feeling that some of it is painful or stressful, like later you're going to want to remember this because you're going to get through it. Like Mm -hmm. all the hard aspects of everything you're, you're going to get through it. You just need to breathe through it. And, you know, especially for families, it's just waking up and feeding everyone breakfast and making sure everyone stays clean and alive and, alive. <laughs> and, and that's what I want to capture because that's what you're filling your time with mm-hmm. and you know I know I'm not just there but it's about you and it's about how I'm seeing you and what I feel and I think that you you see that when you get your photos back so awesome so if people want to contact you and book you for a session where where should they go they should go to my website www.sarisa c-e-r-i-s-s-a photography.com you can email me send in a contact form or if you want to look up my facebook um business page you can just message me there i'm cool with with messaging cool yeah well i'm super excited for you not only for the progress that you've made in such a Thanks. short time, but like your attachment and you're you're just like rooting down into who you are Thanks. as a photographer, as a spitfire, just doing it. Thank you. You got a girlfriend. Thank you. And to all the spitfires out there, if you're inspired by this, if you want to come on the show and, and get a little spitfireiness in yourself, if you want to join the Spitfire Circle, head on over to spitfirecoach.com. If you haven't subscribed to this show, go on Apple Podcasts. Go to SpitfirePodcast.com. Subscribe to the show so you get your weekly injection of fire. Yes. And you can be an introvert and be a Spitfire, too. Yes. We've now had two self-professed introverts who have owned their Spitfireiness. So there's no excuse anymore. And stay tuned for the release of Spitting Fire, your guide to reignite and maintain your fire at home, work, and beyond. And if you're in D.C., I'd love to see you in person for the pre-release event on July 10th. You can go over to SpitfireCoach.com slash book and register for the event or get on the list for all those details. Sarisa, thank you so much for joining me on the rooftop in this yes, gorgeous Yes, it's evening. so beautiful. Thanks for having me. We're going to go um, romantically look and have all the feels with the sunset. But yes. All the Spitfires out there, keep being awesome. Bye. Bye.